Good morning. What's up, guys? It's 8.43 a.m. January 10th, 2022. Happy New Year. (laughs) Yes, this is Joy, your podcast host. And I'm coming back with Joy in Pain, Life and Lessons. Yes, it's the life lessons journey. Okay, life, love, lessons, journey. And it's important that we do God's will, period. Like, we have to do God's will. That's basically the notch of everything. We were created for God. We were created by God. Regardless if, you know, we came out of our mom's womb, we still was created because think about it God allowed our mother and our father to bring us through you know something that he ordained between a woman and a man and when we came out of our mom's womb God had already known who we was you know so that's why I always hold on to that because all of that goes into the puzzle piece for me it's like this we were created and not only created to experience this life and understand that it's more to come that the end of this life is not our end we have to understand that God is real that God is holy that God loves us, that he loved us first, okay? So in order to understand that, we need Jesus. And you could call him Yeshua, Yeheshua, Hemeshek. You could call him Jesus. You know, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm English, like I was born as a Gentile. That's how I was raised. Definitely pagan, (laughs) You know, and that's just me keeping it 100%. So I, when I repented of my sins, I called on the name of Jesus. In Hebrew, the J, you know, when Jesus walked the earth, his name was like Yahshua or Yahashua. Just like when you pronounce God's name. We say Yahweh, or we say Jehovah. However, we got to remember that it it was not a J. It's not a J in the Hebrew. So it's just all about the understanding of how the word of God was translated over to us. So we as English-speaking people, and some of us are not English-speaking people. Some of us speak multiple languages, Just within my way of saying things, I can say Jesus or I can say it the Hebrew way. Amen. However, we just got to remember that in order for us to even get to God, we have to go through Jesus Christ and Nazareth. Amen. So I'm going to be reading to you today from the voice Bible in Romans chapter five. And we're going to start off like this. 
It says, I'm going to read the commentary first. This is in Romans chapter 5. And I'm going to start off with verse 1, but that's only after I read the commentary. And God's plan to restore a fallen and disfigured world. Abraham became the father of all of us, the agent of blessing to everyone. Jesus completes what God started centuries before when he established Abraham's covenant family. Those who put faith in Jesus and call him Lord become part of Abraham's faith family because God is gracious, loving, and merciful. Men and women from every corner of the earth are not only declared right, but ultimately are made right as well. It happens through God's actions, not our efforts, and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, who was crucified for our misdeeds and raised to repair what has been wrong all along. So the promises of God made long years ago are being realized in men and women who hear the call of faith and answer yes to it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Since we have been acquitted and made right through faith, we are able to experience true and lasting peace with God. That's chapter 5, verse 1. I'm starting to read from scripture. It says, since we have been acquitted and made right through faith, we are able to experience true and lasting peace with God through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, the liberating king. Jesus led us into a place of radical grace where we are able to celebrate the hope of experiencing God's glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes. So Jesus led us into a place of radical grace where we are able to celebrate the hope of experiencing God's glory. I'm bringing you right back to Bible because what's important is, is that it's no one human. I'm talking about like human as far as you, me, our pastors, our leaders. You know, nobody can say that they died for our sins. It was Jesus Christ of Nazareth. See what I mean? Because in verse one, since we have been acquitted and made right through faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Okay. So because of our faith, we believe in this hope. Now, Verse one, let's finish. We are able to experience true and lasting peace with God through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, the liberating king. Jesus is freedom. He's the freedom king. He is the king of all kings. He is the hope of glory. Amen. He is the peace. Perfect peace. Hallelujah. Amen. He is the anointed one. He is the Messiah. Because of what Jesus did for us, he died for our sins. I wasn't worthy. None of y'all, nobody is worthy. What Jesus did, he basically reconciled us to God. And God knew this beforehand. You know, God is the perfect planner. His wisdom is above our wisdom. We can never sweet talk God or outthink God, you know, in all our craftiness, even if we tried, 
So we have to accept this Jesus if you want to make it to God, if you want to be able to be in right standing. And I love this verse two. Jesus leads us into a place of radical grace when we are able to celebrate the hope of experiencing God's glory. That's the right way. We accept Jesus and we say, Lord, I repent of my sins. It's nothing good in me. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Let me turn around and change things that I know that I can do. And the things that I can't do, the sins that I can't stop, whatever it is, Lord, please help me. Father, help me to do better in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So we're going to go over to verse 3. And that's not all. We also celebrate in seasons of suffering because we know that when we suffer, we develop endurance, which shapes our characters. When our characters are refined, we learn what it means to hope and anticipate God's goodness. And hope will never fail to satisfy our deepest needs because the Holy Spirit that was given to us has flooded our hearts with God's love. When the time was right, the anointed one died for all of us who were far from God, powerless and weak. Now it is rare to find someone willing to die for an upright person, although it's possible that someone may give up his life for one who is truly good. But think about this. While we were wasting our lives in sin, God revealed his powerful love to us in a tangible display. The anointed one died for us. Amen. You can't find nobody that's willing to die for you, especially if you're not upright. I'm just saying, look around. And even if people say they will, come on. Even if people try, their righteousness is not even up to par because God has already shown us that our righteousness is of filthy rags. Yes, filthy rags. What that translation is, is just like when a woman is having a menstrual. Yes, it is. That's filthy rags. Just come on. That's our best person. The best of the best. If you would nominate somebody and you say, oh, that person is righteous. They don't cuss. They don't this. They don't do that. They don't backstab. They don't gossip. They do everything nice and they're really polite and they pay all their bills. They don't cheat people. They, you know, you could just come up with so many things that these people do and you can try to lift them up, but their righteousness is as a filthy rags. That's how righteous the best of their righteousness can be. So we can only rely on Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, so that way we're not pushing our stuff up because we know the only one that we need to push up in Jesus name. We need to give God the glory. Hallelujah. That's the best because God, when he gave us his only but God and son, he knew it was nobody else that could do it. And then even look, when we go over to verse seven, now it is rare to find someone willing to die for an upright person. Although it's possible that someone may give up his life for one who is truly good. But think about this. <laughs> Come on now. Look, look what Paul say. While we were wasting our lives in sin, God revealed his powerful love to us in a tangible display. The anointed one died for us. As a result, the blood of Jesus has made us right with God. Now, come on. As a result, 
the blood of Jesus has made us right with God now and certainly we will be rescued by him from God's wrath in the future. If we were in the heat of combat with God when his son reconciled us by laying down his life, then how much more will we be saved by Jesus? By Jesus' resurrection life. In fact, we stand now reconciled and at peace with God. That's why we celebrate in God through our Lord Jesus, the anointed. Amen. In verse 12, consider this. Sin entered our world through one man, Adam. And through sin, death followed in hot pursuit. Death spread rapidly to affect all people on the earth as they engaged in sin. And you see, all of us is with sin. All of us have a sin issue. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to come back to you guys one second. Yes. Okay, so I'm back, guys. Okay, I had to cut that a little bit shorter. I'm going to continue on with the verses. God bless you for bearing with me. And I want to go a little bit up inside of the scripture I was reading. I want to go a little bit back. Let's go back over to verse 6. Okay, this is chapter 5 in Romans. Yes. Verse 6, I'm reading from the voice translation. When the time was right, the anointed one died for all of us who were far from God, powerless and weak. Now, it is rare to find someone willing to die for an upright person, though, although it's possible that someone may give up his life for one who is truly good. But think about this. While we were wasting our lives in sin, God revealed his powerful love to us in a tangible display. The anointed one died for us. As a result, the blood of Jesus has made us right with God now. And certainly we will be rescued by him from God's wrath in the future. If we were in the heat of combat with God, when his son reconciled us by laying down his life, then how much more will we be saved by Jesus' resurrection life? In fact, we stand now reconciled and at peace with God. That's why we celebrate in God through our Lord Jesus the anointed. Amen. So I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to say, listen, a lot of people, especially if they're all in different types of doctrines of teaching, okay, they may say, well, why do you have to call on the name of Jesus? We, I call on the name of Jesus because when I repented of my sins, and I felt that it was nothing good in me, really to gloat about, really to boast about. I was seeing sick. I wasn't naturally sick in my mind anyway at, at that point because I had, before I, re, before I came to repentance, right, I had everything. When I lost everything and I seen that what God was doing in my life I repented of my sins because I actually wanted to be saved I actually was able to see how 
you know, what type of person I was. And that was just me being honest. It was like me looking in the mirror, saying, Lord, I am important to to me, but that really doesn't matter because my importance is not actually going to do anything for me at this point, you know, from, from my own view. But what's more important than myself is the seeing that I have done. I am really the center of all centers. Like it's nothing good in me. And it wasn't low self-esteem. It was coming to the understanding that I have seen and my, my importance really didn't mean really nothing when it compared to even just me doing wrong and, and continuing to cover my sins by thinking that I could scoot them under a rug and just continuing to rebel, continuing to do so many things that I felt like I was basically my own teacher. Like I felt like I could do whatever I wanted to do. Yet it was a holy God the whole time. Holy and long-suffering, loving and kind. That was far more important than me. Come on, God is the creator. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, at when everything ends, we have to answer to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And believe me, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. It will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We are going to have to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. So I love the fact that Paul just like says, listen, as a result, the blood of Jesus has made us right with God now. I love that. I I love that he shows like, cause when people want to know, oh, why do you believe? It's because like, once I asked God for forgiveness, he, he actually forgave me for all my sins. I repented of my sins. I knew I was standing in the need of prayer. I, you know, it's something about repentance. That's why I believe repentance is a blessing from God in Jesus name. Because once I repented, I didn't feel so like at all. Like literally I was not walking in condemnation. Like I literally felt free, liberated, That's why the word of God calls Jesus the liberating king. Because he is freedom. Period. Through and through. A hundred percent. A new life. New creation. Hallelujah. Amen. And (laughs) I just love this script. I, I love God's word. Hallelujah. So in verse 11, in fact, we stand now reconciled and at peace with God. Don't y'all want to be at peace with God? That's exactly why it's important when you sin and you know it's sin. Because if you sin and you don't know it's sin, then of course, how could you, you know, know you're doing wrong? But if you know you're doing wrong, come on now. Don't just stack up. Oh, I'm going to repent one day. I'm going to get right one day. Get right now. God has the capability of touching you right now, wherever you at. You could be in your car. You could be on your way to work. You can be laying in your bed. Just get right now. You How you know you got more time? I'm going to get it. Yeah, I'm going to get it right one day. I'm going to, you know, I, I just got to get my. No, 
get right right now. <laughs> that's the, you know what I mean? That's one of the tactics of our flesh. And also too, you know, we do this because we think, oh, you know, when you when we go to church, you know, we want to get it all right and we want to be this perfect thing. How do you know if you have time? People leave life at 10 years old. People leave life at 15, at 20, 25, 30. Come on. Some leave before they even turn five years old. How do you know that you have enough time? And you really don't know, even if you lie to yourself and say, yeah, I know how. Because God is the author of life. Come on. He knows, you know, what to do with us. He knows how to deal with us. We're not getting away from God. Even if you do not believe in Jesus, even if you deny every single thing and I don't want to believe in this book that was written and you go and believe in somebody else's teachings or your own teachings, one thing for sure and two things for certain, when you get on the other side of eternity, it is no backpedaling. We must repent. You, me, everybody. The word is for me. The word is for you. God's word is anointed. And he is asking you, come to him. All those are, you know, all those that are heavy laden. You heavy burden with sin. You have a lot of pain on you. You got a lot of anger on you. Whatever happened to you, God can help you. He's for the Jew and the Gentile. Don't believe that he's only for the Jew. And don't believe he's only for the Gentile. He's for anyone that accepts him. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. You could call him Yeshua. You could call him Yeheshua. Hemeshech. You could call him Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Just remember, he is the Messiah and he died for you. He didn't have to. God did not have to do this. Amen. So verse 12, I'm going to read that again too. Consider this, sin entered our world through one man, Adam. Come on now, you know Adam was disobedient. You know Eve was deceived. Okay, so this is what the word of God is saying in verse 12. And through sin, death followed in hot pursuit. So because of what Adam and Eve did, Sin attached like some type of magnet, like in hot pursuit, like it was on a mission, okay, chasing us and actually came upon us like as if a transformer, if you ever seen the movies transformer, that's how sin is on us. So, you know, when a baby come out and they cry when they first come out, you know what I mean? They probably like, ah, cause telling you shaped into iniquity in the womb you know I'm just keeping it real you know this is why even when kids are two or three years old and they're like oh that per- that little baby is such an angel if only they knew see what I mean because we all have sinned we all have fallen short of the glory of God For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go back to verse 12. Death followed in hot pursuit. 
Death spread rapidly to infect all people on the earth as they engaged in sin. You see what I mean? We all are at fault. Whether we lie, we steal, we kill, we have sex with, you know, a woman, if we're a woman, or have sex with a man, if we're a man, or if you're having sex with animals, or if you're masturbating and perversion, whatever it is, cheating, whoremonging, adultery, uh, whatever it is, we all have fallen short of God's glory in Jesus name. So we all must repent. Amen. Okay. So let's go right here to the commentary. It says God's gift of grace and salvation is amazing. Paul struggles to find the words to describe it. He looks everywhere around him to find a metaphor, an image, a word to put into language one aspect of this awesome gift. One of those is reconciliation. There is hardly anything more beautiful than to see two people who have been enemies or estranged or separated coming back together. When Paul reflects on what God has done through Jesus, he thinks about reconciliation because we receive God's blessing through his son. We are enemies of God, sinners of the worst sort. But God makes the first move to restore us to a right relationship with him. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Like, you know, like nobody can feel good about being the enemy of the father of all spirits. Who could feel good about being an enemy of the Lord of hosts? The God almighty. The God of air. The God, the God over air. The God over the, the breath of life. Who could feel, you know, good about that? You know, if, if you feel good about that, you're deceived because you would want to be on God's side, then be God's enemy. And Jesus reconciled us to God. And I, and I just think that's amazing because life is everlasting on the other side of death. It's everlasting life, a bond. Like if you go, you, you, you can go beyond two hundred thousand years you can go beyond five hundred thousand years you can go beyond a million years and guess what if you are on god's side if you are now his child amen if you have repented of your sins if you had gotten baptized in jesus christ of nazareth's name hallelujah hallelujah amen And if you have received God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, I believe in that because God's spirit can show you how to like do things. (laughs) Amen. How to live holy because that's really what God wants us to do. And the way we can do it is through Christ Jesus. Jesus was without sin and he became sin for us, not because he has sin in him. When he died for our sins, that sin was put on him. He was wounded for our transgressions. Come on now, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. The Jew and the Gentile. 
We can boldly, amen, come to the throne of grace, which is God. God, you know, is Jesus. I'm, I'm just saying we can talk about it on another podcast episode. It is through Jesus Christ and Nazareth. Let us just understand one thing. We don't have a lot of time. No one has the more, the more you think you have time, the less you have time. God is over time. Amen. And he knows what's happening. He knows what's, what's going on. That's exactly why he has his people, his children telling, compelling people, come on, it's time. You guys come on in here. It's time to get saved. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Amen. Let's go to verse 13. Before God gave the law, sin existed, but there was no way to account for it. Outside the law, how could anyone be charged and found guilty of sin? Still, death plagued all humanity from Adam to Moses, even those whose sin was of a different sort than Adam's. You see, in God's plan, Adam was a prototype for the one who comes to usher in a new day. But the free gift of grace bears no resemblance to Adam's crime that brings a death sentence to all of humanity. In fact, it is quite the opposite. For if the one man's sin brings death to so many, how much more does the gift of God's radical grace extend to humanity since Jesus, the anointed, offered his genuine gift? Amen? Look at that. Before God gave the law, sin existed, but there was no way to account for it outside the law. How does anyone be charged and found guilty of sin? You see what Paul is doing? He's showing us that before God gave the law, the sin existed because we know how sin crept in, how it came in. Amen. And then it says outside the law, how could anyone be charged and found guilty of sin? You see, outside of the law, listen, still death plagued all humanity from Adam to Moses, even those whose sin was a different sort than Adam's. So any sins that you do, it it may not have been disobedience. It still, it it still was, was worthy of death because it was against God's word. It's against God. Sin makes you do all types of things. You know what I mean? And nowadays, people just find new ways of sin. Let me just keep it real. Okay? And then here it says, it says, You see, in God's plan, Adam was a prototype of the one who comes to usher in a new day. Because remember, God gave Adam all these beautiful tasks to do. He named the animals. He named Eve. Come on. Amen? Adam was able to see just the beauty of how God had eaten and how he had eaten and how, you know, him and Eve was able to walk around naked before they found out, you know, before they, well, before Adam disobeyed and Eve was the deceived one, right? Let's keep it real. You know, they was free. They was really free. So it shows us the prototype, what Paul meant about that. 
okay, who comes to usher in a new day. Because when you accept Jesus Christ of Nazareth in your life, you become a new creature. You become a new creation. Amen. Hallelujah. Reconciliated with God. Understanding, you know, whatever God wants you to understand. Like he opens up your mind. He He shows you how to love, real love. I ain't talking about that Mary J. Blige love. It's realer than that. Okay. You know what I mean? How to forgive. How to love on your neighbors, even your enemies. How to give them your coat if they, even if they take it, like if they take something else, give it to them. Give them something else. Like that's the type of love and that's the type of care that God wants us to have. He wants us to love Him, trust Him with all our heart, our soul, our being, our mind, whatever we have. Just trust Him and love Him with all our heart. Embrace God, Amen. And He wants us to love our neighbor. Those people that you can't stand, love them, forgive them, amen, embrace them. Be servants, servants unto God and servants unto your neighbor. Love them, embrace them, forgive them. This is really a blessing, honestly. If we can do this, imagine what will happen. That's amazing. It's amazing. And I love that the way that that Paul is saying, okay, but the free gift of grace bears no resemblance to Adam's crime that brings a death sentence to all of humanity. In fact, it is quite the opposite. For if the one man's sin brings death to so many, how much more does the gift of God's radical grace extend to humanity since Jesus, the anointed, offered his genuine gift? So the gift that when Jesus died for our sins, it was grace, radical grace. Amen. The gift of God's radical grace for God. So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, not for not one to perish. Like God doesn't even want one to perish. He, God would love, listen, God wants us to have everlasting life. Amen. If we accept Jesus, that's really so simple because let me tell you why it's our reasonable service meaning that all the sins we did all the ugliness how we just just a hot mess even those nice people that say well i'm a nice sinner i only sin one time am i okay listen (laughs) anybody and everybody who willing to who's willing to accept Jesus Christ and Nazareth, if they repent of their sin and they say, you know what, God, use me however you want to forgive me. You know, it doesn't have to be exactly that way. However, is their plea to repenting and changing what they thought was right, but they decided to repent of that and say, you know what, I'm going to change everything and go this way. Within their capabilities. Because God is going to help you. He's going to guide you as I said before. So. With. You know you finding out. Exactly that. The gift that God has given us. Is so genuine. Okay. It's, I mean you know it's so generous. That you. 
even seeing you won't even be happy like like let me tell you once you accept jesus christ of nazareth and you really have a relationship with god even if you do mess up you're gonna want to repent you're going to want to repent you're not gonna want to stay in that sin because you know sin is only gonna make you happy for a season even if it's even if it feel good it's it's not you you're not gonna be content with it with Jesus, you're going to be content with Jesus. You're going to be content with him when you're doing bad or when you're doing good. What I mean by doing bad, it's like if you're having hard times, you're going to be still like, wow, I give you the glory, God. Even if you don't say it in the beginning, because you got to learn. But it's going to be a time where you're going to be like, Lord, I give you the glory, whether I'm doing bad or if I'm doing good. Whether I have a dollar or if I have a hundred dollars in my pocket, I'm going to give you the praise. If I have a thousand dollars in my pocket, I'm going to give you the praise. And if I only have one nickel in my pocket, I'm going to give you the praise because I know that you are the help. You like, like, like you are the helper. You are the holy one. Amen. You are the one that can make, you know, things happen. You are the one that can take my life and my, come on now, take my body, my soul and, 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 you know, come on. God can do all of that. That's why he's, that's why the word of God tells us not to fear the one that can destroy our body, but fear the one that can destroy our body and our soul and, and, and take, you know, put it in hell's fire. Come on now. That's the one who we really should fear. Not what the devil is saying. You know what I mean? Even if people are saying stuff, let it go. Cause God can place you in the, on a table in front of all your enemies. And he can bless you right there among all your enemies. That's why it's good. Forgive them. Forgive your enemies. Forgive them. Forgive everybody. I'm telling you. It's blessings inside of that. Amen. Okay, let me get back. Because <laughs> you know, I start talking. Okay, so let's see. Let's let's give it. Let's give God the glory here. So it says in verse 16, his free gift is nothing like the scourge of the first man's sin. The judgment that failed because of one false step brought condemnation. But the free gift following countless offenses results in a favorable verdict, not guilty. So if you ever been in court and you heard the judge say, not guilty, woo, how much more? for God to say not guilty because of Jesus Christ and Nazareth because we repented and we accepted the perfect sacrifice amen so I love this if one man's sin this is verse 17 brought a reign of death that Adam's legacy that it says that's Adam's legacy. How much more will those who receive grace in abundance and the free gifts and the free gift of redeeming justice reign in life by means of one other man, Jesus the anointed? Amen. Isn't that amazing? That's even better than Adam's legacy. Because when Jesus died for our sins and when we when we repented and we accepted him and then the word of God tells us that in Christ, anyone, anyone that claim, like if anyone say they in Christ, they are a new creature. If they really in Christ, they're going to be a new creature. They're going to move different. 
old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. I love that. So in verse 18, so here's the result. As one man's sin brought about condemnation and punishment for all people, so one man's act of faithfulness makes all of us right with God and brings us to new life. Just as through one man's defiant disobedience, every one of us were made sinners. So through the willing obedience of the one man, many of us will be made right. Amen. And that's why the word of God tells us, you know, obedience basically is better than sacrifice because it don't matter how many times you go to church. If you go to church 50 times a week, if you, if you feed the poor, okay, every day, if you don't accept Jesus Christ in Nazareth, then all of that won't matter. You see what I mean? Because our righteousness is as of filthy rags. We all are sinners. Okay. I can ask anybody if they say, um, oh no, I'm a righteous person on my own. Some people believe in, in the Egyptian gods, which is false idols. They are. Come on. You know, they believe in Indian, Krishna and all that, Buddha, whatnot. They believe in all this other stuff because they know that God is the only one that is truly holy. They don't understand it, you know, but then if they say that they are not sinners, then they, they deceive themselves. Anybody that says they're not, because if you ask them a question and say, okay, since you're not a sinner, since you righteous, have you ever lied? They're going to say yes. And even look, if they say no, that you could ask them, did they ever steal or ask them, have they ever looked at a woman and lusted or looked at a man and lusted just in case you're talking to someone that's not even attracted to, to women, uh, just ask them, have they ever wanted something that somebody else had that's company? Like what their neighbor had, like they lusted after something that somebody else had. Uh, or ask them, you know, hey, have you ever cheated on a test or cheated on your taxes? I'm telling you, everybody has sin, even the nicest person. Have you ever been jealous of somebody? Have you ever wanted to knock somebody out? <laughs> have you ever knocked somebody out? <laughs> Come on now. It's so many different things. That just proves that we all have fallen short of God's glory. You know, not to play around with it, but just to, you know, bring people to understanding that we have to keep it real if we want to be taken seriously. You know, taken seriously by who? If we want God to really know us. See, God knows how we are. But what I mean is, it's like, do you really want to please God? If you say no, then okay, I understand. Because some people, they're going to be the same way that they always been. You understand? They don't want to change. And guess what? God is not by force. Only thing I can tell people is, is that Jesus, mm, 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 I'm telling you, it's so good to me. I'm telling you, the word of God is so encouraging. It builds me up. It, it, it definitely builds me up and it helps me. It clean, it cleanses me. It shows me, you know, where I'm going. That's why God's word is a light. Amen. To me, it's, it lights my path. It shows me 
okay, Joy, you need to do this. You need to do that. And you know what? You might say, why you need somebody to do that? Because the steps of a good man is ordered by God. Like God will lead you if you want to be led. Why wouldn't you want to be? Because you're not here for yourself. I mean, if you was here for yourself, only for you, only to just glorify you and make yourself into a guy or believe in evolution and believe in all of this other stuff that you came from a gorilla or you came from a big bang. If you was only here for yourself, then let me ask you this. If you're only here for yourself, then why did you even need to come through your mom's womb? You might say, well, Joy, because that's the way that, you know, we come in life. Okay, but then. Why couldn't you just do it on your own? Because you want to be your own guy, really. If we go back, we can I can I can dissect everything that you did since you start believing in whatever false stuff you believe in. Because a lot of times people may say, and I'm only speaking to people who don't want to keep it real to admit that God is real in Jesus' name. Those people, the reason why they're like that is because somehow some way they feel like oh god should have done this for them or it should have been that or why did this happen they want to put the blame on god when really the blame is on their self it really is and i'm not saying because of what bad things have happened that was out of their reach what i'm saying is it's on their self because they're finding ways to blame when really they should be looking at their own life understanding that hey you're here for a reason now let's find out like open your mind enough to understand that there is a guy this these stars didn't just happen to come in the sky without falling down on us come on now in the sun and the moon it obeys god better than man you might say oh because it doesn't have free will oh animals obey god because it doesn't have free will listen at the end of the day we still should be marveling at that just to say wow because God really wants to have fellowship with us and it is up to us it is he gave us free will so if people don't want it hey no problem you don't want God that's fine keep it moving you will see that your knee will bow it shall bow your tongue will confess it shall confess that jesus christ is lord and you will be so sorry on the other side of death once you leave this body imagine people who live to be 80 years old 90 and 100 and still have not accepted jesus christ of nazareth imagine you see what i mean can you imagine now let me tell you some people they think that they are the like i said the creator of their self or whatnot or whatever okay but this is the thing with them thinking that that still does not prove that they're right that just shows you that they are in their own you know wisdom like they they basically only want to believe the teachings of people that are like them and they don't want to believe nothing else you see what I mean? And it's okay, but but something got to be right. I'd rather be all into Christ than to wake up and lift my eyes up and heal. I would rather be in Jesus and take the chance out to believe in this great hope of glory. Amen. Even though for me, I know for a fact that God is real. And you may say, how, Joy? 
(laughs) It would take all day, all week, all month, all year for me to just tell you, you know, my testimony from beginning to end from as far as I can remember back how God has had his hands in my life and the things that God has done through me and for me. Now that's my personal testimony. Amen. So I know in my mind that God is real. And I thank God for revealing that to me in Jesus name. And if anybody would want to listen to my testimony, even if you just listen to a portion of it, I've said it before on my podcast and Hey, I have other portions of of my testimony. It's been other experiences (laughs) that has happened to me that proves to me that God is real in Jesus name. Amen. So I just wanted to finish the podcast because we're already 48 minutes in so we're going to finish this episode and here in in verse 18 so here's the result as one man one man's sin brought about condemnation and punishment for all people so one man's act of faithfulness makes all of us right with God and brings us to new life just as through one man's defiant disobedience every one of us were made sinners so through the willing obedience of the one man many of us will be made right so we are made right because we accepted jesus and we you know walk up right we repent of our sins and we do mess up and we actually do god's will that's if you really in christ it says when the law came into the picture sin grew and grew but wherever sin grew and spread god's grace was there in fuller greater measure no matter how much sin crept in there are there was always more grace in the same way that sin reigned in the sphere of death now grace reigns through god's restorative justice eclipsing death and leading to eternal life through the anointed one jesus our lord the liberating king amen so that is the end of our scripture reading i just wanted to go over verse 20 when it says when the law came into the picture sin grew and grew but wherever sin grew and spread god's grace was there in fuller greater measure you see god wants us to understand one thing well actually many of things amen one of the things that i believe that god wants us to understand is that he is greater than sin come on now he's he's holy he's he's set apart amen he's clean he's righteous he's just he's on a higher standard so sin can't even get to the standard of where god is amen where elohim is amen hallelujah the almighty god el shaddai like you can't get to that level so that's the thing like god is so holy and he's so righteous and his grace is so much and that grace the grace of god is jesus christ of nazareth amen that's grace hallelujah the hope of glory was there in full and greater measure so when jesus died for our sins he literally laid down his life nobody made him he did that by God's grace, he Jesus laid down his life because he understood what needed to be done. Amen.
God's will was done when Jesus Christ of Nazareth laid down his life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode in Jesus name. I pray that you will read Romans chapter five, verse one to 21. And I hope that I covered, you know, some of it. I know I was in and out and, and I had to be because of the way that my episode is being taped at the location where I'm at. So I really appreciate it. But by God's grace, I pray that you will be blessed by this in Jesus name. And I wanted to end right here. It says in verse 20, no matter how much sin crept in, there was always more grace. Don't matter how much sin come at you. God can cover you, baby. You can get up out of that. It, it don't matter who bothering you. God is over the King's heart. Just like how you see how the rivers go. You, you know how when like wind go over the river, you can see the tides go back and forth. That's the type. Listen, God can do that to King's heart. So that person is bothering you. Don't even worry about it. Just say, Father God, in Jesus name, I give you these people that's doing this to me. Lord God, help me to love people. Help me, Lord God, to forgive people. Help me, Lord God, to forgive myself. Father God, have your way in Jesus name. Heal me, Lord. Because I know that you are greater than sin. I know Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that he is holy. He's the perfect sacrifice. He laid his life down. He rose on the third day. He said to death, death, where's thy sting? That's what Jesus said to death. That is powerful. That is astonishing. We don't even have to fear because Jesus battled it for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In the same way that sin reigned in the spirit of death, now grace reigns through God's restorative justice. Eclipsing death and leading to eternal life. Like Jesus closed death. So that way, when you are in Christ and you are a new creation, amen, when you leave this part of, of, of eternity, when you, when you close your eyes and you drop out of this temp. This tent, I want to say this is like a tent, the body we walk around in, because it's only temporary. Okay, when this falls down, amen, you'll just be asleep because you're going to be alive in Jesus Christ forever and evermore. Amen. So just remember that. Hold on to that. Eclipsing death and leading to eternal life. Because Jesus battled death, so we don't have to fear that. Amen. Through the anointed one. We remember it has to be through Jesus Christ and Nazareth. It must be Jesus, our Lord, the liberating King. Jesus is freedom. And I hope you're free. It's 54 minutes <laughs> that I've been talking. I hope that this has blessed you. As I said earlier, I just want to get that out. And I pray that God will guide you, that he will pull you near to him, that you will receive th- that, you know, in you you know if you're not a believer in Christ I pray that you will receive just the understanding that we all have fallen short of God's glory that we all are sinners no matter if we only did one sin or we did a hundred sins no matter if we follow all the commandments believe me it's something that we did that was wrong 
So we have to come to the acknowledgement because if not, then of course the flesh and of course the evil one will always make us think that we didn't do no wrong, but we have, we all have fallen short. Let's just keep it real. Keep it a hundred percent with yourself. And just, you know, once you do repent of your sins and say, father God, in Jesus name, heal me, help me, Lord, lead me. Father, may you help me. I, 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 you know, want to repent of my sins. I want to turn from my wicked ways. Could you please help me, Lord? And once you pray and once you believe and you make that commitment to say, Lord, I am going to repent. I am, you know, and you start repenting of it. And then once you do that, you do need to be baptized in Jesus name. I believe that. And I also believe that you also need the Holy Spirit, which God will give you that. God has the power to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. So I hope again that you have been blessed with this. And if you're already saved, awesome. To God be the glory. You know, go out there and tell people your testimony. Tell them what God did for you in Jesus name. Don't just sit there day and day and day and day. Never giving your testimony. Give your testimony. Amen. Tell them what God did for you. Tell people that there is hope, that Jesus is the hope of glory. Don't just sit down and not do anything. Amen. This is important. We must continue. Why yet there's work to do. You see the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Pray for more laborers, laborers that really will labor for souls that really believe that God is real. Don't lose sight. Some people go to the church house every Sunday and every day even. Okay. And they just sit there and when, and then when they leave, they go home, they do whatever they do. And guess what? They never tell people their testimony. They're not out there. They might say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. Your purpose is to live for God unto God and serve people. You're supposed to serve God. You're supposed to serve people. You were created to bring God pleasure. Pleasure is doing unto God. Amen. What? What is that? Accepting Jesus Christ in Nazareth. Living a holy life. God said, ye be holy because I am holy. Holiness is separated. Amen. Don't even mind what friends and family say if they say you can't be holy. Amen. I Listen, guys, it's about to be cut off. So we're going to go back into another Bible study because I also want to talk about that, too. You know what I'm talking about with living holy. We must do God's will. We must love our neighbor and give our testimony because at the end it says, we overcame with the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Always remember that your testimony is powerful in Jesus name. Okay. It's telling me the maximum recording time is 60 minutes. <laughs> okay, guys, God bless you in Jesus name. Amen.